Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Welcome back. Uh, So great to have you here. So hey, just before we get started, guess what? I bought this book and it's called Astrology, a guided workbook to understand and explore the wisdom of the universe. And I'm trying to see who the author is, but it just says Chatwell Books. Anyway, I don't normally buy books on astrology because I've always thought it was too complicated (laughs) for me to learn. But what I like about this is it's an actual guided workbook. And um, I'm really, 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 really excited to um, work my way through it. Uh, One of the first things I had to do was download my birth chart. And I did that from a website called astrocafe.com was free and I had to put in the exact time of my birth location and year and it gave me this really detailed um, plan or plan (laughs) you know kind of report and found out I've got Taurus ascending so that was very exciting (laughs) Uh, looking forward to knowing what that actually means Um, said lots about being a Virgo of course and um, you know so much of it I was sitting there going oh that really does sound like me Um, so I don't know if that's just me it's kind of like when you study psychology and you're learning about assessment and diagnosis you go through um, the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders Um, that's what it's called Uh, it's in its fifth edition now it's recently been updated and review, revised um, but when you're learning that in psychology um, you start to identify with all of the diagnoses and you think oh I've got that I've got that I've got that <laughs> and so I was reminded about that last night when I was reading my natal chart so yeah that's my latest passion the other thing that I want to share with you is uh, as some of you know I've been working behind the scenes, getting these memberships set up. And it was a big job, did it all in click funnels. I had to learn that while I was going. And not only that, but guess what? Started Facebook ads. I know my account was disabled for like the longest time. And I paid these two specialists to help me get it undisabled or whatever it is, like activated again. And they couldn't do it. And I did the Facebook chat thing, you know, and they're like, oh, you violated a community standard. I was like, well, what community standard? And they couldn't tell me or wouldn't tell me or whatever. I mean, they're all very nice about it, but they wouldn't give me any clarity. So, and it got permanently deleted. So, yeah, I was looking for all kinds of workarounds and everything. And anyway, um, I found out, actually had a couple of ad accounts, didn't I? So I didn't need to go and pay all that money to those Facebook people. But anyway, so I've got this other ad account, all good, um, and started playing with ads. And I have to say, I've always been a skeptic, 
But what I know now is I didn't know the first thing about running Facebook ads before. Um, but now it seems to be going really, 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 really well. And by that, I mean like it's early days. So I'm not a guru. Um, <laughs> I don't aspire to guru status with Facebook ads. I've, I've got my goal. <laughs> um, but what I can tell you is that, you know what, once you learn how to do it, it makes total sense. Um I can tell you some of the things I stuffed up with it um, so that you don't make the same mistake. One of the one of the big mistakes I did was boosting posts. Um, huge mistake. Turns out when you go to run paid ads, if you've boosted a post before, you get like big penalties. So I'm just try- trying to work through them all at the moment and make friends again with Facebook. Um, and then the other things that I did was um, I just like, I just kind of went into Facebook ads in, it's called Business Manager. Went to Facebook Business Manager, then into Ads Manager. And then I just tried to wing it, okay? I just thought like I could figure it out because one of the things you probably know about me is that I like to think I'm pretty resourceful. Like I like to think I'm kind of like MacGyver uh, when it comes to business. <laughs> I like to think I can I can take, you know, little bits or, or little scraps or unrelated things and make something amazing from them. So I thought when I went into Facebook ads, I could just like teach myself, you know, um, and it was all going to be great. But what happened was um, I wasn't aware that I was actually making some big blunders And by that, I mean, I didn't know how to pick my audience correctly. I thought that I was because I was using so much detail, but nope, turns out I wasn't. Um, I thought, you know, it was, uh, you know, I had, I had this picture in my mind of, you know, a Facebook ad should cost, you know, 50 bucks um, for the whole ad. And so I was running ads for like $5 a day and things like that. Turned out that was a little bit of a blunder on my part. <laughs> and the other thing too that I was stuffing up was I was, um, I had bad graphics. I had bad copy. And by that, I meant like if I put the copy from my ads on my website or if I shared it with you on Facebook, you'd probably go, hey, this is fine. But what I know now is it wasn't converting because it wasn't written in a way that would make it convert. (laughs) So there's strategy to how you have to write a Facebook ad. And now I understand what that is. And um, the other thing that I, that I used to um, have as a mistake was I used to expect like instant results. So I would you know, throw like five or $10 at a Facebook ad that I created. I put it out there and I keep checking it. (laughs) And like, if it had been a day and nothing had happened, I was turning it off and then I was creating a new one or I would put more money on it um, for a day and then I would turn it off and create a new one and things like that. Um, But anyway, I, I know now what I should have actually been doing in those situations. So that's all good. Um, And the other thing that I've been doing is um, learning how to get, you know, how to get more, what do I want to say? you got two kinds of audiences, okay? So one kind of audience is called your cold audience and that's people who've never heard from you before. So I made a huge mistake and um, that was like trying to sell stuff to people who never heard of me before. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm, I've been learning all of this stuff just quietly behind the scenes and uh, loving it. And now I have um, two 
really amazing, beautiful success stories that I will share with you at some point down the track when I've got permission from clients. But um, yeah, it's just really nice and it, it feels so good to be learning and I love it so much. Um, the other things that have been happening on you know, my side of the planet at the moment uh, in the groups. So in Clients on Demand, you know, they are just an amazing bunch of uh, people in there. Like uh, we're all looking at their content writing at the moment and I'm a bit brutal with it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I'm that brutal, like in terms of the words that I use or the feedback that I give. But I am, you know, I know that these, there are women uh, in this current intake. I know that these women are capable of so much more. They just don't see it. And um, because I do, I'm saying, you know, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some of them have done the same piece of work like four times and, and some even more than four times. And um, it's just been amazing seeing the progress that they've been making. And I can't can't wait to see all their websites and stuff like that. It's so, 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 so much fun. Um, the other things that are going on, um, we had the training in the uh, Success Hub and that was, again, so much fun. That was on um, optimizing business pages because a lot of the counselors in private practice use their Facebook business page, but they're not getting any results. And so I wanted to help them out with that and give them like really thorough training on how to do that. So I did that for the Success Hub and uh, now that Inner Circle have access to all of that in their portals. So, so much fun. And yeah, of course, did more coaching with both of those groups this week and Clients on Demand. So yeah, it's like, it sounds really busy, but it's loads of fun. And um, yeah, at the moment, what am I doing? Oh, I've decided to, to only open clients on demand twice a year now. So the decision has been made. Uh, someone was asking me that during the week. They were like, oh, I'll just wait until October when it comes around again. Well, no, I've decided it's only going to be twice a year. It's already been twice this year. Um, I don't know. Like I need to work out my my calendar because I'm going to create for myself. Uh, this is something I get the clients to do in Clients on Demand or the members to do in Clients on Demand rather. And that's they're going to be creating calendars for themselves for when they want to launch things because some of them – um, not only provide things like counselling and, and therapies, but some of them also um, do online groups or they want to start online groups um, while others are selling products, uh, you know, diaries, planners, candles, oils, things like that. Uh, so they will want to be able to do little launches as well. So I want to teach them how to do that. Um, but I need to work out my calendar first so let me just have a look where my next launch is going to be. If I go quiet, I'm still here. I'm just looking at my launch. Oh, okay. So look, I will have a launch in, looks like I'll be launching in November. I'm just looking at my little calendar. So yeah, okay. I'll be launching in May and November. So I can do November this year. Um, and then next year it'll be May and November and the year after May and November. So I'm just going to keep it to May and November. Okay. So yes, if you are on the waiting list, you will get to join um, for a November start. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Okay. I've got some work to do then for a little launch, don't I? So yeah, all that's kind of happening in the background. Lots of fun. 
But what I want to, what did I want to talk with you about today? Uh, yes. Okay. So this is it. When we're in private practice, and especially when we've got a couple of variables, like maybe we're just starting out and we want to fill our diary, we want to see clients, or maybe we need to, you know, increase our uh, turnover for the business and things like that. Sometimes some of us can fall um, to the mercy of the client's wishes and, and desires. And by that, what I mean is you may very well have a diary that's equipped to see clients during school hours, for example, but you start to notice that you're attracting clients who work during the day and they want to be able to have an evening appointment with you. And, you know, for whatever reason, you choose to accommodate that. Now, I want to speak into this because it's so, so, so important. First off, that will happen from time to time, uh, especially if, you, if, you, if you've got set hours. And it doesn't matter if they're nine to five, five days a week. You're always going to get people who want to see you after hours and on weekends. Uh, for me, I only see clients in mornings, uh, but I always get the odd one that wants a, a weekend or, you know, an evening appointment. I just don't do them um, because I'm at a point now I wasn't always at this point, but I'm at a point now where I feel very comfortable just saying, do you know what, if you can't come during these hours, then I, I can't support you at this point in time. You're welcome to come back later on. Um, I can recommend, you know, this coach or this mentor or this supervisor in the interim. So I can do things like that. Um but some people don't. Some people are maybe it's scarcity mindset or fear mindset, fear of losing a client or something like that. So they will accommodate the client and they will see them in the evening or they will see them on the weekends. And this is this can be problematic because uh, when we don't respect our boundaries, we're not going to attract clients that respect our boundaries. You as the owner of your private practice get to make the the guidelines you get to choose your hours and it's safe for you to honor those okay uh, I think sometimes when we agree to do things after hours it can lead to resentment because now all of a sudden we can't just well I wanted to say you know I won't say it um we just want to like at the end of the day, we just want to like put on our tracksuit or put on our pajamas and take off our makeup and, uh, you know, all of that sort of stuff and, and put our hair up in the messy bun. And we just want to do that. But now we can't because we kind of got to stay nice because we've got this client coming at seven o'clock or you want to have a sleep in on Saturday morning. But now we can't because we've got to get up, get showered, put the face on, you know, light your candles, do all your stuff for your client. So it starts to, um, it can start to, I should say, build a sense of resentment, especially if you are going to all of the trouble of sacrificing your downtime with your family, sacrificing your personal time for a client, and then that client either doesn't pay or they don't turn up or they ghost you and things like that. So I really feel like just don't do it. If you want to see clients and you want to have capacity to accommodate clients that will come after hours and on weekends, update your diary to reflect that. And this will just mean that you can be really prepared for it. So start there, be really prepared there. Um, and then what I would do is, uh, what was I going to say? 
yeah, I would just I would just stick with that and also charge a surcharge uh, for after hours and weekend appointments and even if you're working on public holidays. So do charge a surcharge. And for those of you who are like me and, you know, you can take your iPad or your phone and you can work while you're on holiday, uh, you can let people know, look, I'm on leave, but if you still need that appointment, I'll, I'll see you and that's fine. I'm happy to do it, but there will be a surcharge as I'm actually on leave. Um, and I think you'll find most of the time people will either wait, it's not that urgent, <laughs> or um, they'll pay you the surcharge and, and honor and respect your time. So that's the way that I would go about it and set it up. Now, sometimes clients might say to you, oh, I need an after hours appointment because I can't come during the day because I work. Well, the thing is, um, or the reality I should say, is that workplaces do allow all employees time away to go and attend to medical appointments and, you know, health appointments and counselling falls under that umbrella. Um, If a client needs evidence that they've attended appointment with you um, you can write you counselors can write a letter of attendance um, I would just be mindful about what you put in that letter um, what I tend to do is I just have a sentence or two that just says you know to whom it may concern please be advised that Jane Doe slash John Citizen um, attended an appointment at this office on this date and I just leave it like that. Um, and I'll put my name. I don't put my qualifications and say I'm a mental health counsellor or anything like that because I want to be mindful of this person's confidentiality. So I'll put uh, I'll put it on my letterhead, of course, um, but my letterhead's discreet. <laughs> so think about, just be mindful. You might want to like create a different type of letter if somebody's taking it to work because they have a right to their privacy. Um, you can just put the name of your clinic on there or you could just put your name and your mobile number. Um, do write on that letter that it's private and confidential, of course. Um, and do, before you give a letter of attendance, get an authority to do so in writing from the client um, and keep it in your file. So if you're doing um, digital files and things like that, you can just scan it. Like I use a phone, oh, phone, I use an app on my phone called Genius Scan and it's a free app and um, you just use it like a camera and it will put the focus on the document that you want to scan. And then you just tap a button and it will do all the scanning for you and you can just email it to yourself and then upload it to your um, practice management software. So it's all there in a diary and it's just done and you can do it while the client's there, do it in the session time, totally fine. So that's how I would get around it if your client's needing, you know, a, a proof or evidence that they were at a doctor's appointment or at a health appointment. Okay. So they're the ways around it. Now, when it comes to what do you charge for a surcharge, totally up to you. Um, the industry average is anywhere from $20 to $50. Um, you just have to choose a fee that aligns with you. So maybe you just want to start at a $20 or a $25 surcharge. Um, a lot of the time people either pay it or they'll find a way of attending during the day if they don't want to pay it. And it's the same for weekends and it's the same for public holidays. If you are open to seeing a client while you're on leave, which I would advise against because you do need your downtime. But if you do have a client, as I sometimes do, that needs an appointment 
um, while you're on leave. If you're happy to see them and it's not going to be a big bother for you um, and, yep, you'd like to go ahead with it, it's absolutely no problem. Just let them know that there will be like a $50 surcharge or something because you're actually on your holiday. <laughs> um so I hope that that helps, you know, it's not around really being creative and coming up with all these master plans of how we deal with it. I really feel like when you create a private practice from your soul, a private practice with soul, it's always about connecting with what feels right for you at a soul level. So the way to find out what to do is to, you know, a practice might be to just Close your eyes and put your hands on your heart and breathe into it for a moment. Just breathe really sort of naturally. The goal here is just to settle yourself down. So if you're in your chair, maybe if your legs are crossed, just uncross them and put your feet flat on the ground. You know, that can be really helpful. And just take a moment to breathe. And then all you're going to do is you're just going to ask for that guidance to come through. And you're just going to say, you know, what what would what's the right aligned action for me to take and just listen to to what comes through and when you receive that guidance you're just going to either feel gratitude or you might say thank you out loud or whisper it or in your head you might say thank you and then you're going to take action from that space just a little tip when you're accessing guidance from within when you're doing it the right way, the guidance will always be loving. It will always be kind, gentle and loving. If what you hear is, oh, I shouldn't um, charge a surcharge because then I'm going to lose my clothes. That's ego talking. That's not your soul talking. Okay, so that's a clue just to sort of stick with it for a moment. Just breathe. Just allow yourself to get really calm. If it helps you, you might want to imagine, you know, some beautiful tree roots going from the sole of your feet right down into the core of the earth, through all the layers of the earth, and then curling around beautiful orange sphere of, of energy and of, of light, and then allowing yourself to soak up that beautiful grounding earth energy all the way up from the from the roots all the way up to the soles of your feet okay and just allow yourself to to really feel grounded if you want to take it further you could imagine you have a column of of light going from the crown of your head all the way up to the sky above the the stars above the heavens above just a, a, above connecting you to your higher consciousness, con connecting you to source energy, connecting you to God energy, connecting you to, um, you know, higher consciousness or higher perspective and allow yourself to imagine that, you know, you're receiving guidance. It's coming, that guidance is coming down from the top, down into your crown, down into your crown chakra and just allow yourself to to receive it be supported below and supported above see what comes through in terms of what feels right for you in terms of your next aligned action when it comes to seeing your clients in certain hours as well as evenings and weekends and then when you've received the guidance you're just going to feel grateful feel gratitude okay 
it's really important that you feel the emotion of gratitude. Uh, Why? Because that's going to raise your vibration. Why is that important? Well, when you raise your vibration, it means that the action that you take, in this case, updating your diary or updating your schedule or your hours, is going to attract the right sorts of clients to your practice be that clients who are happy to invest a little bit of extra money or people who are happy to uh, accommodate your diary and see you during your regular hours instead of outside of them. So I hope that this was really, really helpful today. (laughs) Um, I love teaching this sort of stuff and I go into this in a lot more detail, as you can imagine, in the Private Practice Success Hub. Uh, We also have the Inner Circle, but that's only open, that only opens uh, twice a year as well. (laughs) Um, But maybe for now, if you're wanting some help with getting the private practice going, you could definitely join the Success Hub. It's only $7. I'll put the link in the show notes uh, so you can go and have a look. Uh, there is a coaching call in there every month, the first Monday of the month at 11 in the morning, Melbourne time. It's recorded and you get transcript and things like that. Plus there's like loads of resources in there from workshops to templates, to PDFs, to, um, done for you things, swipe files, you name it, it's in there. (laughs) Plus, um, if you have any questions, they get asked, they get, you can answer them and, (laughs) Let me start again. If you have any questions, you can ask them in that community and they'll be answered within 24 hours, which is really, 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 really good to know because you're not going to be waiting. Okay. So I hope that this was helpful for you. If you have any comments or if there are any topics that you would like discussed on the podcast, please let me know by contacting me on Instagram at the private practice coach. I'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.